Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 on a jam-packed day. And delighted you are with me. And as promised, let's shift gears. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light. with Greeny. Uh, unlike uh, what I find to be a lot of other uh, sports radio talk shows, and I don't mean this critically, I just mean that I don't feel like this is a priority in a lot of places, but it is with us, and that is baseball insight that you're not getting practically anywhere else. Hembo has been sitting and studying everything that has happened since we had opening day on Thursday. Give the fans the most important baseball notes of this early season. I'm giving you the green light. Yeah, first and foremost, I... I I'm surprised to even hear myself say this, Greeny, but I really do like the new replay system in which the umpires have a microphone and tell everyone what they're seeing. I, I've not gone to a game yet in person to where I've seen this happen, but before it was dreadful when they would do the replay for you know two or three minutes and then the game would just sort of resume without you being informed. But it's also very familiar because the NFL does it and we've grown accustomed to seeing them do it. I actually liked it a lot. It obviously adds some accountability to the game. It adds some some sort of necessary drama to something that is incredibly not dramatic. So even though I don't like the way that we do replay in baseball and think it still needs to be sped up, that was a thing I noticed more than anything over the weekend just because it was the first time that I had seen it. You know, I have come such a long way on this. One thing about being on the air as long as I have been is that I reserve the right to change my mind on things because – Things evolve, and so if you go back, like Mike and I did a book in 2010, and the the very beginning of it is all about how completely in favor I am of replay. I am in full favor of replay. I don't like the human element. The human element, I've said many times, stinks. It's the reason that we have deodorant. Uh, The human, we 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 do everything we can. We use technology to overcome our weaknesses at all times. Why would we not do that with, with, uh, with sports in general? And I continue to feel that way in some ways. But it has been somewhat dampened by the regular seasons of baseball and basketball, which is to say this. Every play in every football game could wind up deciding so much that I'm all for replay being a part of that. In basketball and in baseball, the regular seasons are so long that I actually have started to come around to where Joe Torre may have been right. Joe Torre and I got into this argument a million years ago when I was advocating on behalf of instant replay. And he said to me, Greeny, you do realize that over the course of a season, we're going to get some bad calls. Some of them will go our way. Some of them will go the other way. In the end, it'll kind of even itself out. And I think I've come around to thinking the, the end of an NBA game can be interminable when they're going and looking to see did the ball go off of his pinky oh. before it went. I mean, I, we can't live with this. And, and I think that in that regard, the degree to which it slows down and interferes with the flow of the game is juice that is not worthy of the squeeze. Now, in the playoffs, leave it. Put, leave it in baseball because it doesn't have time to even itself out. So I absolutely want replay in the postseason. But I actually have come around to thinking that in a, in a universe where we are trying so hard to improve and increase the speed and pace of the game in Major League Baseball, that 
the replay during the regular season might actually not be worth it. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I guess what I'm coming around to is like, if everyone else feels differently, then at least let's get these umpires talking. Oh, I understand. Oh, I understand. What what I'm saying is not disagreeing with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It just made me think of that. Okay, anyway, that's note number one. Green light, what's note number two? So last week I picked the Chicago White Sox to win the World Series, and I saw nothing over the weekend to make me change my mind. But they were not the most impressive Chicago team over the weekend. For my money, Greeny, the, the the biggest winner, if you will, of opening weekend was the Chicago Cubs lineup. The Chicago Cubs faced... The Milwaukee Brewers, who last year won the Central, who have, by all accounts, the best rotation in baseball, and the three starting pitchers that they faced, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, the best one-two-three punch in baseball. Those three guys allowed 13 runs in 12 and two-thirds innings to a Cubs lineup that looks very different than it did in the past. There's Mm -hmm. no Baez, there's no Rizzo, there's no Bryant, but you know who they do have? They have Seiya Suzuki, a potential star rookie who was an incredible player in Japan that looks the part. The Cubs might be a lot better than we thought, a lot sooner than we thought, and that's not something that I think most people around baseball were coming around to, but they look great this weekend. Okay, so that's a team people didn't have high hopes for in the National League. How about one in the American League? Well, I I think (laughs) the the big story over the weekend was obviously Aaron Judge, and what we saw this weekend was the Yankees played pretty well. They took two of three from the the Red Sox. They almost won uh, last night again. But to me, the Aaron Judge specter is the specter over their season is a huge story here because he he has said publicly he does not want to go into the season obviously negotiating at all. The numbers became public. Now I happen to be on sort of the team side. If I had to pick one, I think it's a lot of money to turn down for a player of his stature and for a player with his shortcomings. But I'm going to be watching Yankees games with that sort of thought in mind practically every day and hoping for his sake that he stays healthy. Okay, and then but, but you had on my screen here that you were going to talk about how the Orioles are going to decide the American League pennant, which is why <laughs> I set you up that way. You did. So I didn't want to go there because I didn't know how interested you'd be in the Orioles who were going to lose 120 games. That, well, I, everyone should be interested in them because the, 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 the problem of tanking in Major League Baseball is a major one. They are not a Major League team. They are not competing on the same manner that every other team is, and every team in their division, this will be decided. What what a pennant should not be decided by who goes 18 and one against the Orioles instead of 14 and five. That that's not fun. That's not the way this was meant to be. And something should be done about it. I know we don't have relegation in American <laughs> sports, but we should seriously consider. And this is why I thought the salary floor was the most important thing to potentially inject into a new collective uh, bargaining agreement. It obviously did not happen. There's one team in baseball that's yet to win a game this year. It's the Orioles, and the the only team that has not lost is is the Rays, who played them, of course, this weekend and outscored them 15-4. to That's the best shot the Orioles have the whole season. Like this is the front of their team, the you know their their rotation, their one, two, three. They're going to stink so badly that an incredibly talented group of teams in the American League East, that that race is going to be decided by who wins as close to as many games against the Orioles as possible. You're playing them 19 times. If you go 17 and two against the O's and that's a good chance a lot, you know, there's a good chance a team like the Rays could do that. That could decide the freaking division. Everyone will. So a shame. Right. They, They need all to do it. And there's something wrong with it. That that is one of the things they didn't get Mm. done. It's what's on Hembo's mind. What's on your mind brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. That said, you believe the Yankees got got it right, not giving Judge whatever it is he wanted? I do. Aaron Judge has a few things working against him, Greeny. For starters, he turns 30 in two weeks, and by baseball standards, that immediately makes him an old man. Secondly, he's just not that reliable. 
from 2018 to 2020, he missed 142 baseball games. Aaron Judge is just a fragile player. He's an unreliable player from a, from a health standpoint, and that is a data point working against him, of course. And lastly, he's a very unique player at six foot seven and 280 pounds. Aaron Judge is the largest position player in the history of Major League Baseball. There is no precedent for a player that size playing at all, let alone aging well into his 30s. So in my judgment, the Yankees see the fact pattern here, acknowledge that in many cases, in, in, I think in large part, Aaron Judge's reputation is inflated because he wears the pinstripes and they weren't willing to pay him. They weren't willing to pay that tax. I think the Yankees got this thing right and him not signing that deal might wind up uh, working well for them in the long Hashtag run. Hashtag Nuno, you are my vice president of Yankees fandom. How do you feel about it? Well, see, this is where... Like Hembo has it wrong. If you're willing this to is offer why him, people shake nerds. If you're willing to offer him thirty, all of a sudden you're gonna be like, no, we're not giving him thirty-four. And like, it just screams cheap. You're willing to give him the years he was looking for, right? The seven, eight years. But your your this hardball stance of like, well, we're not giving you an extra four. Like that's not the Yankee way. This is embarrassing. They're embarrassing themselves. If you didn't want him long term, you should have traded him last year. Uh, when you actually had some value versus, you know, let him go into this season. And now you got to compete against every team. Oh, by the way, the guy in uh, Queens uh, that is willing to stroke any type of check. Like what else? What other way to stick it to the Yankees by giving Aaron Judge the money he wants next year in free agency, and then he's destroying, you know, he's leading them to pennants where you're, you know, trying to, you know, find bargain deals somewhere else. Like, no, this isn't the Yankees. It's embarrassing that, that you know, Cashman did what he did and went out there and put this out there. I it just, I can't. See, I don't, I don't think that. I like the passion from Nuno. I'm surprised to hear him say this, though, because the Yankees— I'm not. Just because, but just because the Yankees have the money and have historically doesn't mean they should concede to overpaying their own player. Like, sure it does. No, no, it doesn't. It because, does because there's no salary cap in this. It costs them nothing. It makes no difference how much money they give him. It does, it does if, if you're operating on any kind of budget, and so that's less money for someone else. And no, they're but you're also, not operating on any type of budget. They, 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 the Yankees have, over the last decade— Operated on a different kind of budget, and that's that is purely their choice. Sure, that is that is not something anyone is enforcing. That's true. It's not some. It is something they have chosen themselves to do. But what the Yankees are seeing is that maybe having a mega contract for a player like that, like Giancarlo Stanton, isn't good business. It's not good money. So what you did was you created a line in the sand, and Aaron Judge wasn't willing to go there. There's no obvious reason then to kick it up four or five more million dollars a year to to to, to secure. Like this is. If Derek Jeter was offered this deal, Derek Jeter would have accepted that deal because he, he would have acknowledged the value in staying with the Yankees and being a superstar because he's wearing pinstripes and he's making $200 million over the next seven years to do it. Like, there's something valorous and, and courageous, if you will, about betting on yourself. Even so, I think he made the wrong decision based upon the circumstances. What are you? What are you? What, I'm sorry. Like, what are you doing? Using big this is words. Why people shake nerves. Like valorous and things of that nature. No, every player should get, you know, every single cent. And an organization that, you know, they've decided to be cheap the last ten years, and what it has it gotten them? It's. It's all I can do as a Yankee fan is look back to that time, you know, when Bernie Williams almost signed with 
the Red Sox. What happened? George stepped in, right? It's that. That's what's missing. Like, if you can't deal with it, if you don't want to run this business the way it should be, then sell it because someone will give you the $6 billion for this organization. I, I think we can only sum this up one way. This is why people shake nerds. <laughs> Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast with a deep dive into a single story from one of our reporters presented by Supercuts. It's available wherever you get your podcast. All right, that went longer than I meant, but it was well worth it. We got point spreads coming up on the playing games that we will get to. There's something I just want you to know about your thermostat and draft prep. There's a quarterback whose name you don't know that you absolutely should. All those are still on the way. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. A jam-packed we are during this incredibly busy little moment in the world of sports. It's a great week. We got the play-ins followed by the playoffs. We got the NFL draft around the corner. We got baseball in full swing. So we are just completely loaded up. And I, I want to get back to just some, a couple of quick notes here on the basketball. In fact, let's see if we can make these. You want to do a little unsolicited advice? This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. Right, we got the point spreads here on the play-in games. We'll make this our progressive NBA snapshot brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with the easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The Tuesday night games are the 7-8 games. So they are Cavaliers at Nets and Clippers at Timberwolves. The Nets are an eight-point home favorite against the Cleveland Cavaliers who on balance have had a better year than they did, but obviously as the Nets have gotten healthy and the Cavs have gotten unhealthy, it certainly feels like Brooklyn is the team to beat there. It would be just like them to lose this game based upon the season they've had, but I don't see it happening. Eight points feels like a lot right now for me to put in a spot like this. Hembo, who do you favor there again? Nets minus eight at home. I like Cleveland with the number, but I don't see a situation in which it's likely they win the game outright. Eight feels like too many to me and a nice opportunity for a Cavs backdoor cover. Incredibly important game. It is not accurate to say the season rides on it for either team because the loser of this winds up playing a one-and-done on Friday night to get in as the eight seed. But if you're the Nets, you, you if you want people to take you seriously, and I don't know how much that matters to them, they need to win this game. So I, I see, Hem, uh, Nuno, do you see any way in the world the Nets lose this game? No, but I'll ask you, what's a better matchup for them, the Celtics or the Heat? 
that in that first round. I understand. And, and so that would be the other side of this. If you're them and you're trying to kind of jerry-rig your, your way into who you want to play. But that's playing a dangerous game. Because let's, let's be clear for anyone who doesn't fully understand what Nuno just brought up. Because it's an important point. If the Nets win Tuesday, they're, tomorrow, they're the seventh seed. They will play the two seed, which is Boston. If they lose Tuesday, they then play the winner of Charlotte-Atlanta Friday night. And the winner of that game, so let's say Brooklyn wins that game, they go in as the eighth seed and they play Miami. So what Nuno is saying is maybe they'd rather play Miami than Boston. I don't know that one way or the other. What I do know is that's a very dangerous game to play. To put yourself in a position to not go all in whatever, whatever it is you're suggesting that they don't do on Tuesday and now you got a one and done. I, I'm just making this up against Trey Young for your season on Friday night. That's not a chance I'm willing to take. Definitely not, especially when you consider what they need most is rest. Kevin Durant and Kyrie have averaged 40 minutes a night for the last three weeks. They need they need to win the game this week against. Uh, Kyrie against Cleveland. should be pretty well rested uh, for sure, and so should Ben Simmons parenthetically. But they need to win that game and give KD a break because he needs a breather more than any player in the NBA. Parenthetically, again, did everybody hear Stephen A. go off on Ben Simmons? on Get Up today about how he got hurt. Nuno, do me a favor. Cut that up for me, will you? And we'll play it at the end of the show today. Stephen A. went nuts. He went nuts on a bunch of things. Every now and again, I'll get, you know, and I've gotten to know Stephen A. so much better. Personally, yes, but also professionally. Like, I've worked with Stephen A. in a limited capacity for, I don't know, 15 years. But doing a show with him regularly now, you know, my job is to is to find is to figure out exactly what makes a person tick and take them right to where they want to be. That's my job. I'm the point guard on this team. My job is not just to pass him the ball. My job is to get it to him in rhythm so that he can uh, he can immediately square up and shoot. He went nuts on get up this morning. And I had nothing to do with it. I did not set up either of these topics, but he went completely nuts on how Ben Simmons hurt his back while not playing. Ben Simmons has not played since June, and and somehow he needed an epidural in his back and has not played. So we've got that situation there. Anyway, I believe the Nets will win that game, and I believe the Hawks will beat the Hornets. I like the Hornets, and I like LaMelo Ball. I like him so much more than I expected to. Hmm. I, I don't mean like him... I didn't expect to dislike him. He's so much better than I realized he was going to be. He's a terrific player. But I can't pick against the Hawks. After what I saw them do in the playoffs last year, in a, in, in a one-game scenario here, don't you like Atlanta in that? I like Atlanta, too. For, Trey Young is as good on any given night right now as any player in the NBA. He Th is, that guy, didn't he just finish the, the, the season with the league lead in both points and assists? Yeah, he's the first player to do that since Tiny Archibald. He is phenomenal right yeah. now. Yeah, total points, not points per game, mm -hmm. but total points. Uh, the Hawks are a four-and-a-half point. Who do you like, Atlanta, Charlotte in that game on Wednesday night, Nuno? Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta because of Trey. Okay, fair enough. And then let's do the West here quickly. Clim uh, Clippers at Timberwolves as the 7-8 game tomorrow night. T-Wolves at home, a two-and-a-half point favorite. I have so much respect for the season the Clippers have had to play the whole year without Kawhi Leonard. They've been pretty good since Paul George came back to me. That game's a toss-up. I like the Clippers in that game because of their coach. Ty, Ty Lue is an underrated coach. I agree. His And his performance, his track record in winner-take-all types like this, even though that's not exactly what this is, is of course, is excellent. I, I think he's going to put his team in position to win that game. I agree. I like him in that spot as well. How about you, Nuno? 
I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go with the, the Timberwolves. They've been a better team. Cats had a great year. Anthony Edwards is one of these guys that we don't talk about enough, right, because of Ja and the things he's done as a young guy, a, you know, a younger player, up-and-coming player. So I'm going to go with the T-Wolves. And then we got the Spurs at the Pelicans. I think San Antonio's done nicely to get in, but it, I think the Pelicans are, are an underrated, decent team which is to say people have this vision of them that they're bad. but the, And part of that is because they started the season something like 1-13. and 13. Mm-hmm. But since Brandon Ingram came back, they've basically been a 500 team, which in the Western Conference is respectable, and it's got them in, so I would expect to see them win that as well. Okay, so that, that's the situation that we have with the play-ins. We will have plenty more time to deal with the playoffs. Meanwhile, there's something I want to start doing every day. So you're ready for the draft. Let's get started. Greenies Draft Prep. So I'm two and a half weeks away, again, in the midst of all this NBA, I will host the NFL Draft first two nights, Thursday and Friday, the 28th and 29th in Las Vegas. And I couldn't be more excited about it. And so every day I'm going to bring you something that I think should be of interest to you. And I'm going to give you a name today I want you to remember. Now, at the risk of blowing my own horn, last year in this spot, I told you Davis Mills is the name you need to know. He was the quarterback no one was talking about last year. Everyone was talking about the five guys who went in the first round. And I said, in the end, I believe the best quarterback in this draft might be Davis Mills. And you know what? He had the second best rookie year on a terrible team that was going through ridiculously bad circumstances with Deshaun and everything else. Davis Mills. I'm telling you who the Davis Mills is of this draft. And his name is Carson Strong. Now, they are very, very different style of players. But Carson Strong from Nevada, I'm going to read you my note directly. When his name gets called, probably on that Friday night, I'm going to say this is an intriguing player because of the fantastic arm talent and the offense he comes from. He has a great deal of autonomy at the line of scrimmage, much more pro-level stuff than a lot of the other quarterbacks in the country. When you watch college football, you see most of the time the offense walks up to the line of scrimmage and all of them, including the quarterback, look over at the sideline where they're holding up these big cards that tells them what the play is. Not at Nevada. This kid's calling his plays. He's reading the defenses. He's making all of those reads. He's doing NFL-level stuff. The last two years, he had 63 touchdowns 12 interceptions, and completed over 70% of his passes in both seasons. He has NFL first-round talent. The trouble is the durability. He had the right knee surgically repaired, so there are a lot of trouble uh, questions about the medical. Same has happened with Davis Mills. I'm telling you, this kid has, has the arm, as good an arm as any player in this draft. Just remember the name Carson Strong out of Nevada. He is going to be a day two, potentially even day three, Pick. I may not even get to call his name because he might not go in the third round. But he, I believe, will be a steal. I believe he is a player to keep an eye on. He is, to me, the quarterback whose name you do not know in this draft that you should. We'll do draft prep every single day. Coming up, we have something about your thermostat you absolutely need to know. And we will address the NBA's biggest problem at the end of their season. After this word from 303 Products, keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Products. With revolutionary graphene nano spray coating, provides up to 12 months of protection for your car's paint. While their newest product, 303 Graphene Detailer, can be used more regularly for extra protection, slickness, and shine, and can even be used as a quick cleanup in between car washes. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303.com for more information. Back in a flash, ESPN Radio. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Mine is that genius. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after its time. The genius, you said? You're genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. So the Lakers are going to put uh, Frank Vogel out of his professional misery today and fire him uh, from his job as coach of the Lakers, which is a job that absolutely no one should want. And the reason is because they figure to be bad and you have no control. You can't get rid of Russell Westbrook. You're not going to trade Anthony Street Clothes Davis. And LeBron James is in charge anyway. So you have no option, really no opportunity to succeed. And no one's listening to you anyway. LeBron James for sure isn't listening to you. The front office is telling you who your assistant's supposed to be and everything else. Doc Rivers shouldn't want to be anywhere near that job. And neither should Quinn Snyder or Jay Wright or anybody with an option. I believe LeBron James should just be the player coach. Why not? I mean, this is what this is the crescendo of his career. This is what it all leads up to. We used to have player coaches. We had player managers. Wasn't Frank Robinson a player manager in Major League Baseball? And Pete Rose. Wasn't Bill Russell a player coach in the NBA? Do you know the NBA's most recent player coach by chance? I have this recollection. No, I don't. I have this recollection of going to a Milwaukee Bucks game. When I was at Northwestern, I think I've told you this, that when I was at Northwestern, which is in Evanston, Illinois, which is in the northern suburbs of Chicago, so it's like an hour from Milwaukee. In those days, that was Michael had just gotten to Chicago, so you couldn't get a ticket to a Bulls game if your life depended on it. But getting Bucks tickets was pretty easy. So whenever the Knicks, I grew up a Knicks fan, whenever the Knicks would come play in Milwaukee, my friends and I would get tickets, we'd drive up, we'd go to the game. And I have a recollection of Mike Dunleavy, who subsequently became the head coach of the Lakers, being an assistant coach on that team, and they had so many injuries that he actually suited up and played in a game <laughs> that I went to. But he wasn't the head coach. So I su- Del Harris would have been the head coach of the team I'm thinking of. So I assume the team you're talking you're talking about a head coach? Uh, yes, a player coach, like a recognized player coach. I- is there any way? Could it have been Dave Cowens? 
That's correct. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That is great. You got to get that's an unbelievable pull. Well, I remember it. Oh. I mean, that's how old I am. Oh I remember gosh. Dave Cowens. I just didn't know if it had happened since then. Dave Cowens in 1979, the NBA's Dave Cowens was an underappreciated. Un, he is an underappreciated and underremembered great player. He, he, he is, because he's from the forgotten decade of the 70s. Anyway, they should make LeBron the coach of the day, uh, of, the, of the Lakers. And the GM? Player coach. He's already the GM. <laughs> so, so they might as well, uh, you know, you heard magic on Get Up last week. Magic said DeMar DeRozan called him and said, I want to be on the Lakers. And LeBron said, no, we're getting Russell Westbrook. Look how well that worked out. <laughs> anyway, the point of it is that's what they should do. Next piece of business. Stephen A. Smith offered the rant of the day today on Get Up, and it was unexpected. I'm asking him a question about Ben Simmons and what the return of Simmons might mean for the Nets. So I can take no credit for the broadcast brilliance that followed. This was all Stephen A., who said he has one big question for Ben Simmons. What the hell were you doing? You ain't played since last year. How you got a back problem? What the hell were you doing? I want to know the answer to that question. Because you sue it for $20 million. You file a grievance for $20 million. You want your $20 million even though you didn't play a game. It was supposed to be mental health issues, and we take that very seriously for those who really have it. For those who don't, that's a different subject for another day. But now you get to Brooklyn, and there's a back injury. What the hell happened? You were driving up the turnpike, I-95, and in the car seat, it wasn't cushiony enough, and you hit a pothole or something, and you hurt your back? What the hell happened? that you have a back issue when you haven't played a minute, a second, since last June. We have a right to know that as basketball fans. We got a right to know what the hell were you doing that you hurt your back? You ain't playing any games? What you do? Like, I mean, hell, did you, did you slip in the tub? What you do? I don't know, but I got a right to know that because something don't make sense. I mean, he's right. First of all, he is right. Like, has, has Ben Simmons ever addressed how he hurt his back? He has not. Like he just woke up one day and his back hurt. That's correct. <laughs> okay. He went from, from having mental health issues that kept him from playing in Philadelphia to having a back injury mm -hmm. that has completely unexplained in Brooklyn. That's right. See, if I wasn't so busy rooting against James Harden, I'd be rooting against Ben Simmons. I don't know who to root against harder. <laughs> but anyway, the point of it is, Stephen A's kind of right. And whether he is or he isn't, he's just endlessly entertaining. And I'm just sitting there going, I can't believe this just happened. He's saying all of this, and that was having nothing to do with the question I just asked him. And I'm trying to find an inroad to get back in the discussion, and there obviously isn't one. So you just wait for him to be done. You say, God bless you, and you go on <laughs> to the next thing. So that's the situation with Simmons and all the rest of that. And that was Stephen A., as only he can, with a hot take brought to you by 303 Products. 303 Products has your number with a full line of premium protectants and cleaners. They have everything you need to keep your car looking new longer. Let's then get to what I think is the biggest problem in the NBA. I'm not 100% sure that this really applies directly to Simmons or at least certainly not exclusively. But Adam Silver, God bless him. There is a reason I like him so much, and that is that he is willing to acknowledge stuff. I, God bless his soul. I loved David Stern. He was like a, a, a grandfatherly figure to me in my life. He's someone that I came to know and admired endlessly. But the one thing is, if you said anything about the league that was critical, he would fight you to the death, even if he knew you were right. He would never give an inch. He would not acknowledge it. I like Adam Silver acknowledging 
the problem of healthy players not playing NBA games. It is a major problem. And he said it last week. We didn't have discussions about trade demands per se. Um, greater concern to me is a trend of star players not participating in a full complement of games. And I, I think that's something we, together with the Player Association, need to address. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. This bothers me more than anything else. And I know I've told you this before. But like most people, I fell in love with sports not because I was a great player, but because I was a spectator. My dad loved going to the garden when I was a little kid. We would go in the 70s, and I would see all the different, the best players in the NBA. Maybe this is why I, I stand up for the 70s all the time. But I remember going to see Elvin Hayes and Wes Unseld and Bobby Dandridge. I remember going to see Julius Irving. I remember going to see Alvin Adams and Walter Davis and, 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 and all of the best players of that era. The, the aforementioned Dave Cowens and JoJo White and all these guys. And they played every game. And everything was totally different then. If you showed up at LaGuardia Airport the following morning at 7 a.m., they were going to be standing there with the Cinnabon ordering coffee and a roll to get on their commercial flight, the same plane you might be getting on, to fly to, you know, down to Miami to play. Well, there were no heat then, but whatever. To fly to some other city and play that night. And they played. So the idea that players can't play the games now insults me to my core. And it is terrible for business. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If players aren't going to play 82 games, then 82 games is too many. You got to go, Adam has got to go to Michelle Roberts, who I have nothing but the highest amount of respect for. She's one of the most impressive people I've ever interviewed. And she, they need to sit down and they need to say, how many games will they play? Mm. How many games is it that we can put into the schedule that they will play? If we play 72 games instead of 82 games, we're just making up a number and keep it over the same amount of time meaning we stretch out the time off in between games. Will they play? Because we can't pretend that they can't. They're just choosing not to. So that, to me, is the biggest problem in the NBA. And Timmy Legler said it great this morning, that there, is, there are all these kids that are going to these games, that are, these, their parents are spending hundreds of, and sometimes thousands of dollars to take them to one game a year and the biggest star on the other team doesn't come and play that game just because he just decided it isn't important enough. That's bad for business. It's bad for the league. It's bad for everything. I don't care about the networks. I know I work for one of them, but that's not what I'm talking about. I would feel just as strongly this way if I did not work for ESPN. I'm a basketball fan, first and foremost. Play the games. All right, let's finish it with something fun. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know... Hembo told me a ridiculous thing this morning, and I, I find it impossible to believe. So I need you to share this with everyone, and we can decide. Nuno, if you've not yet heard this, you're not going to believe it. Go ahead. Sure, Greeny. So a, a company called Energy Star, they came out with recommendations for setting your air conditioner. Setting your air conditioner. So that you can save money and you can use your energy efficiently through Consumer Reports. This is, this is where I was reading this today. And it is recommended that you set your air conditioner at 78 degrees when you're home and awake. And sweating. Let me just add to that. You got the home, you got the awake, and the sweating. But wait, it gets worse. Yeah, so if you leave your home, Energy Star also recommends setting your unit to 80 
five degrees. So your pets are sweating. Now Phoebe's is sitting there panting on the ground because she can't even walk. But next. When you're asleep. This is the one I can't stand. Set it at 82 degrees. Set the thermostat to 82 degrees when you are sleeping, Nuno. What is your reaction to this suggestion on the part of Energy Star? (laughs) They want to kill you and then therefore not have any uh, customers because you'll be dead because you've died of heat exhaustion. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. Of saying, oh, put it to 85 when you leave your house and when you come back and you go to sleep, put it at a nice, cool 82. Like, what are we doing here, people? Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. And let me guess, Hembo, you as a nerd and has put the numbers in a spreadsheet and figured out that they're correct. This is why people shake nerds. Uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I, I even can't get on board with this. I don't know that I could sleep if my home was 82, 82 degrees is so hot. Do you sleep hot or cold, Greeny? Cold, like a human being. 82 degrees, your plants will melt. 82 degrees, <laughs> if you put the thermostat on 82 degrees and told me to go to sleep, sometime around 2 in the morning, I would spontaneously combust. <laughs> and in case you're wondering about just how dangerous this can be, have I ever told you my Bryce Canyon story? I don't think so. American Trails West Teen Tour, summer 1983. 30 of us from the East Coast fly out west, and we're living in tents. The only time I ever camped. It doesn't sound like you. It's the only time I've ever camped. And we're in Bryce Canyon, Utah, and there's 30 of us, and we get in these big tents, and they give us, it's pouring rain, and they give us sleeping bags. We have sleeping bags, and they give us these huge, hefty trash bags to put our sleeping bags in in case the rain starts to come in and we can we can then not get wet. One kid who shall be nameless because I don't know his name. We had just gotten there. Our teen tour was like four hours old. For reasons known only to him, put himself into the hefty bag and then that into the sleeping bag. While he was sleeping, he sweated and fused himself. I, w- I was awakened by shrieking. I was wakened by the sound of a, of, a, of, a, of a 15-year-old boy, again, who I've never, I, I guess I met him, but I don't know what his name is to this day, going, oh, I can still hear the sound. They had to helivac him out. We were seven hours into our teen tour, and we were down one. We went from 30 kids to 29 kids on the first night. Because if you sleep, you sweat normally, naturally. It just is what your body does. If, and I guarantee you it wasn't 82 degrees where we were. So the moral of the story is, A, don't sleep in a trash bag. And B, under no circumstances should you sleep with it 82 degrees <laughs> well, in your room. See, they're not making a, a health recommendation here. They're making a financial recommendation here in some sense. But like... It would definitely behoove me. What kind of money are you saving? I don't even understand what you're talking about. By not about. running your AC so much. But like, you mean you're saving money on your electric bill? Correct. But like, if I, <laughs> I could elect not to buy myself food and well, that's save what I mean. money. If you have all the ways, you, let's come up with another interesting list of ways one could save money. Yeah, exactly right. Only eat once a day and almost nothing. There are a million ways we could do this. Only own one shirt. Don't buy clothing. And just wear it Done. every single day. It doesn't matter that you look terrible and will smell unimaginably bad, but you'll save money. And you won't get helivacked either. And, and you won't wind up having to be helivacked to a nearby hospital in Utah. True story. To this day, I have no idea what his name was, 
Whatever became of him, he was gone. I would like to be able to get some follow-up there, if possible. Is there anyone we can contact that you're... No, I wouldn't mean, is there anyone we can contact? (laughs) Who are you contacting? It was the summer of 1983. Maybe the hospital? The only person we know who was there was me. We continue tomorrow. See you then on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.